And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Oh, Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. I have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to the Warriors Plus Minus podcast, the newest episode. We got the whole crew here, Marcus Thompson, Tim Kawakami, Anthony Slater. Uh, Slater. Yes, sir. We got a date in Sacramento on Friday. It's going to be good. It's going to be uh, a good crowd. Maybe not playoff level, but near. I mean, can you can you doubt it? I mean, it was a playoff level preseason game. What <laughs> what's the home opener going to be in Sacramento? They uh, they're getting. I think I saw eleven national TV games for the Kings this year, something like that, which is just you know an ocean of games for them. They they went like four straight years without one. So were you there for lighting the beam? They they changed that up last night. There Slater. Uh well, they, they, it was a road win last they night. Were in Minas- they were in Minnesota. No, where they, where were they? Not Minnesota. They were in Utah. Utah, um, Utah, Utah. Yeah, okay. they blew the Jazz out last night. Uh, and they while so it wasn't the celebratory home like the Beam. They did have uh, Matt Barnes on the post game show doing his whole like uh, shtick where he like calls somebody and pretends like he's telling them to light the Beam. And they did light it. <laughs> they actually lit it a couple days before the season too. They're they're all Ooh. in. Ooh. They even they even brightened the. Uh, uh, the light this year, so it's even more purple into the sky. And very interesting news that drops today from this. Uh, we thought was a bitter rivalry between NorCal enemies with bad blood in between. Uh, TK, that is all out of the window because uh, Curry Brand announces today that De'Aaron Fox is is one of his new uh endorsers does doesn't that take the sting off this thing these dudes are homies man like yeah but it never really was players right well may, maybe some of them in harris draymond stomped on sabonis chest i thought yeah. that okay, was okay. i thought yeah. that was the start there's or something few, there's a few but i i think they respect the warriors respect the Aaron fox a ton oh yeah clearly draymond and, and steph do so i don't know if there was a you know they all know vivek right you know it's not like there's been they all obviously know and and really like Mike Brown. So I don't know that it was a player to player. It's interesting. But I think they like Dara Fox. I mean, I think that's a guy they that they really like. Oh, they love Dara Fox. They yeah. do. Also, they are it's a very friend, it's not rivalry bitterness at all. And it hasn't been. You mentioned the Mike Brown, but you know, Luke Laux, uh, Leandro Barbosa, by the way. Um, and like they played two preseason games against each other. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they almost never played in preseason in previous years, but now it does feel much more like familial between it's the kind two. of proof that you can have a good rivalry without the beef yeah because it's actually entertaining it's good they do go at each other but they're all like friendly it's it's almost like the the competition is driven by the fact that they are friendly like they want to they don't want their friends having a one-up on them right there's a 
a camaraderie to it. Well, well, there's one exception, TK. What's the one exception? Well, Harrison, Harry B. <laughs> Harry B. Missing that shot on the wing with Draymond. Say, seen that before. Seen that before. Uh, but that you know that that's bred out of familiarity too. Hey, let's see what happens. They run into each other in playoffs again, you know, and 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 it's also because the Warriors beat the Kings. If the Kings had beaten the Warriors, Warriors might be salty about it. Like you know, we we know them. That that might have changed the lever a little bit, but. The Warriors beating the Kings game seven, Steph going crazy. What, what, what are the Kings going to mock Steph? Was Mike Brown going to say, oh, what did he ever do? I mean, I think the kind of the way this is developed, the Kings on the rise and the Warriors kind of still holding on and winning in game seven. The Kings can think, well, we should have won that. And the Warriors thinking, look what we did. We beat them. And most of the Warriors' attention is always to the Lakers and now to the Nuggets. There was also no – what you're saying is there was no Dylan Brooks quotes coming out of exactly. Sacramento it wasn't like, like our yeah. dynasty starts it was like, now. they're done. They're done. Like Now, maybe if the Kings have won that game, well, uh, they don't seem to have the, that personality. I don't know who on the Kings would have said that. Malik Monk, maybe. Remember, he was the only one who had the quote in the series about how yeah. they – you know, which was actually true at the time, but so when they we were killed him in fast. game six. We're, play, we're playing fast. We just knew like we're, we're yeah. younger, faster. Yeah. We're just going to play yeah. fast and tire them out. But no, we, we, MT, we're leaving out another, like, you know, thing that brings them together. Yeah, Slater. Slater covers them both. So how can you be upset each other when you've got Slater on both sides? Great alley-oop, Tim Kawakami. Me and Sam Amick currently have a, a huge uh, big-picture story on the Kings that dropped this morning on their website. And I'm sure all of our Warriors Plus Minus listeners just can't wait to go right to their computers to, to read it all. More it's Kings. a lot of Mike Brown mixed in. And, you know, Warriors fans will remember Mike Brown's uh, stern approach did kind of uh, build that, what, number two defense that year that they won the title a couple years ago. So yeah. Here's a question. Let's make it Warriors. Are the yeah. Warriors better than the Kings? Are they better than the Kings? <laughs> they just flat out. They beat them in game seven. They kicked away game six. But yeah. are they right now a better team? Should they're, they they're be not a better, better? They're not a better team. They have the best player. And that they're they're close enough to where that, that makes a difference in the end. Like in the end, they have the best player. I'd say and, this. I I think that um if they were lining up in a playoff series in April, we knew like, hey, they're gonna meet again in the first round right now. I'd probably pick Warriors because mostly what Marcus said, right? Steph Curry plays for the Warriors. But who do I think is a better regular season team and who would I predict to have more wins right now? I think the Kings, just because of the stability and continuity and what, you know, they brought yeah, back their whole yeah. starting lineup, yeah. their sixth man, their seventh man, they're adding around the edges. Uh, whereas, I mean, we saw it even in game one, like Warriors got a lot to work through and we're going to really get into this. I'm sure closing lineups and some of that, but uh, I just, I, I mean, the Kings are, Stability, right? Entering and the they doubled season, down right? on, right? They doubled down yeah. on. They they burned all their cap space to get Sabonis signed, and they didn't really add. add to it. They went with what they got. I think, like the Chris Paul thing for the Warriors was like pointed towards like the Nuggets and the Lakers more than it was. I don't know that it helps them a ton against the Kings um, specifically because it's just that's a more open game. I don't know. You know exactly who he's covering. I think it was like just those tough minutes against those big teams that that, that you've got to win every possession. I don't know that you, the Kings are going to give you some possessions, right? They're not that great defensively, and you know they can't. You know Steph is just going to go can go for fifty. We'll see. Maybe you know maybe there will be moments where Chris Paul really makes a difference for that organization. I mean Jordan Poole didn't have a great series and it mattered. No, game right? six. So <laughs> they, needed, six they needed they needed a backup guard. Remember yeah, that's true. I mean they always need that. I, I agree. I just think it's 
so much more specific to like the Lakers series in my mind. But yeah, maybe there will be a big difference. Slightly forgotten in that King series, uh, Poole really kind of badly sprained his ankle. He played through it. Remember, like, I think yep. it was game one or two. I know it was one of those first two. And then he was like hobbled after that. No, he did not have a very good series. Uh, and we always know when Jordan pulls a little harp, don't we? We always seem to know that one. Uh, that's okay. I don't want to rip. I don't want to rip Jordan Poole. Hey, he plays, uh, though. All he plays. He plays, man. No question. On, on no this question. team with Steph and, you know, Clay and Draymond missing so many games, it was important that he played. No question. Uh, but I think, I don't know. I mean, I would like to see the Kings try to take a bigger swing, frankly. I don't, we don't like to keep on and on about the Kings here. So and maybe the Warriors are just better. I think the Warriors might just be better for as long as, like, as Marcus says, Steph, but they've got Clay can make big shots against them. They've got Draymond, obviously. Now, I don't know. Is Draymond going to play, you think, tomorrow? No, I do not. No. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve Kerr actually went on 95.7 and said no for sure. Does sound like soon, but maybe Houston. I would say probably one of the Houston New Orleans games. And again, the Kings are not necessarily a team you need to match up, you know, size wise. So they can get away with Wiggins at the four, Clay guarding the four. Like they're in that guy. You go, oh my God, who are they going to guard here? It's Harrison Keegan Barnes. Murray does look good. Keegan right? Murray, yeah, but no, Keegan but Murray is the guy. But, yeah, Draymond yeah. doesn't guard Keegan Murray anyway, right? So he might uh, have to. <laughs> hey, I don't know what game you saw last night, Tim, but t- Harrison Barnes had 27. There you in the go. Well, that's the guy. That's the, that night. is the guy. Well, I think you can put Wiggins on Harrison Barnes and go, he's yes. probably not going for Morty or, or maybe Clay. It's well, who's Clay on Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Clay's guarding um, uh, Keegan Murray probably. Uh, yeah, that's I, what I put. I think Wiggins yeah. probably on Fox, and you. Could, I think Wiggins is on Fox. Well, then, Chris so Paul on Ste- Barnes. I, I feel like Steph you put Steph on Barnes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what yeah. you want is is Harrison Barnes trying to post up Steph. That yeah. that's killing the Kings' offense. Yeah, but well, don't have the Aaron Fox even... go. Just have yeah. get it to Harry yeah, B. Yeah, Throw yeah. it into him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I just think the Warriors are a better team. I mean, they showed it. They did it, game seven. I think they still are, maybe not for a long time. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to win Friday, but I think they're a better team. I, just, I, I was thinking about that. Like, if you just start thinking down the road, who are the Warriors have to go over and who are they already better than? I think they've got to think they're better than the Kings. If they're not better than the Kings, they got, to, you know, they're talking about being the four seed, maybe the five seed. And I think that's just too much for them. They, they've got to, in their minds, be better than the Kings. I think that's just kind of a line of delineation for me. He's calling yeah. it a must-win, Marcus. He's must calling win. If they, it's, all, must it's all over. Win. It's all over. If they win, they're going to light a freaking beam at Chase Center. I think like we're better than the Kings. Look at us. I do want to get into uh, this defense, but I, where where the Warriors are now, like they like like Slater said, they have so much work to do. I feel like the Kings are there. Like they stepped on the court, and it was. It was like it kept growing, and that reminds me of the Warriors. It reminds me of that was the Warriors' strength was the the chemistry. So I do feel like by the end of the season, if the Warriors do develop in the way they envision, they they they'll be pretty formidable. They'll be a tough. The, the Kings will be looking up like, how are we going to beat this team? Even if Sacramento is again the higher seed. Oh, I understand how jagged that Warrior season was last year, but still entering the playoffs, it was like ah, they're the favorites in the series. They're the yeah, Vegas no favorites. Everybody's yep. picking them. Um, that's so what, yeah, that's what, they'll, that's what it'll be. I think it would probably be the same, but look, this is how the league is. Look at the nuggets. They're an unbelievable have been regular season team because of continuity, the jazz back in the go bear Davion or Donovan Mitchell days. It's like, like continuity wins in the regular season. That's why I think the Kings, I would predict will, will have more regular season wins than the Warriors, even though I think the Warriors are more dangerous in a series. 
But but talking about the Kings and, and Mike Brown and all that makes me think about this defense. Like when I rewatched yeah. the game, it actually wasn't that bad. It was the bad the for stretches. Warriors defense, yeah, it was bad for stretches, and they had a problem with Devin Booker. But they had they did a lot of good in that in that game. Like even with the the, the rebounds, I feel a lot better about their defense. After rewatching the game, like I don't think there's any shame in not being able to guard Devin Booker. <laughs> like that dude is, he's an MVP, and he did actually pretty good. They had some some bad rotations down the stretch, like that that killed them. Uh, Chris Paul did he did the classic TK? I'm a no man's land. I'm a help down. It's like what, what is Chris Paul gonna do mm-hmm. when they dump me you know, to the big? He goes the you know a fake help gives up the corner three to a Kogi. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what Looney was doing. Not, not a great game. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was doing. Steph on that. gave up a lot of backdoor. Steph did not have a good game. And then you know this is one of the flaws of the Clay Thompson at the four type lineups. Um, but uh, oftentimes it isn't. Hey, you know somebody's posting him up. We know he can kind of handle that. He's the low man a lot of times on a help. Like, in the, and I'm specifically mentioning this because the Nurkic basically wins ceiling layup. Yep. Clay Thompson's technically the rim protector in that situation, right? Because Looney's out, you know, Thompson's guarding the corner. Can he get over? He's not going to go up and, and bother Nurkic at the rim or basically any center. So that is where their their size really does. Uh, but and, and Draymond, though, Draymond is probably you know, figuring that out to where he knows I'm pushing clay out there or yeah, somebody exactly. else is getting out there. Yeah. And I'm, I know where this pass is going. Uh, especially like if you're not going to be able to contest that Devin Booker shot, which you probably wasn't going to be able to contest it, but it just feels like that's all like very typical, like Mike Brown will be on them. The grade will be poor. And then they'll go out and fix it. Right. Like, I don't know. I just the defense was getting cooked all preseason, and I actually thought they did some good things in this game. And you could tell they held the the Suns to one hundred eight, which was a feat. But how they played Kevin Durant, like I mean, they they were actually pretty good. Yeah, KD's going to make a lot of those shots that he missed. You know, some of it's random, but Clay starts out on him and was fine. Uh, Wiggins was okay on him. Uh, they've just got kind of. I think I think GP two took a, t- a turn or two on him, got into his legs. Uh, they've got more guys who can they can play out there who can guard the wings and guard the big forwards. I think that was even even with Draymond out. GP two makes a huge difference. They basically did not have GP two last season, and he just like you go turn somebody off. Like you go like remember the Lakers series. They did, Russ D'Angelo started getting hot. Kirk just says okay, GP two, you make sure he doesn't get hot. They he's didn't plus really fifteen, have, right? Yeah, he was plus, plus last uh, two, yeah on on Tuesday. He's just a guy that you can just. Throw and out didn't there. make a shot either, right? Like, now, well, I was about yeah, to he say, really didn't make a shot. Yeah. Really didn't make a shot. The only word you got tensed up when he hit that air ball. I was sitting next to MT because yeah. <laughs> he does look healthy right now, which is a big difference than, than what we saw last year. But you know, teams, how many times did their offense possession end? And well, this seems like the obvious pass to the wide open corner guy, and he a few years ago shot it pretty well. And it is only one game, but that shot does not. Hey, look when he like airballed that first one, he ain't yeah. won another one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a confident shot for him. It's a set shot, so that's a confident shot. And if the first one doesn't go in, it's tough to shoot that second one. He's just got to finish. I think you know what was he when he first started with the Warriors? He just could finish. He dunked everything, and he tried, tried to dunk to that do one ridiculous. I mean, there was no way. But that's because he doesn't have a finish. He's got to be a dunk over. He doesn't have that dribble, you know, step under flip. He doesn't have that really. Uh, but he's got to finish when he's three feet in the rim because he's six foot two. Like, you know, they need him to play like he's six foot eight. Sometimes he really does 
on Tuesday. He didn't. Uh, the three, I think, I, I know I've never been high on a three point as MC knows. I just like, it's, it's a confident shot and you can't count on a confident shot. You got to, you know, you count on the guys who just, that's their shot. That's not necessarily a shot. It's just there for him all the time. Uh, but all good. I mean, he plays such great defense that, it, you know, he changes, he he's, interrupts the dribble. He forces teams to get out of what they want to do. That's huge. It's a big deal for them. That's a GP two is a big player against the Kings, right? You got someone's going to have to go get Malik Monk. If he gets hot, somebody's going to have to go get De'Aaron Fox when Wiggins is out. Like they need that guy and GP two is that guy. They have more of that. If they're going to play Kaminga more, which it certainly feels like Kerr is committed to, that's a big man to man defender. They've got Wiggins. Presumably he's going to play better than he did on Tuesday. I think that's, I think we all presume that. They got Draymond. They just got, you know, not as many guys as they used to have when they could throw Iguodala and Livingston. And we know the list for Ian Durant. You know, they just had guys they could throw at people. But they got more of it. That's where Moody continues to be. Yeah, a Moody, player. Again, we yeah should, exactly. We yeah, should I thought Moody probably, played a real nice game. Real nice game. probably spotlight him because uh, he was their best player in the first half. I mean, it was... The I heard he got, two, he got dinged a little in, in the second. I heard in the second half he got dinged a little. Well, bit. he fell on his hip on yeah, one okay, of his like you know yeah. he kind of has those wild drives at times. Like, yeah, you know, he, he's kind of a crash landing type guy, but you know he was fine. I mean, he played through it. Um, he had two confident corner threes. Uh, you know the the layups at the rim. He's kind of a hustle defender. You know, you you see what some of the stuff that Josh Okogie did for the Suns. That's almost what you want Moses Moody to do at times, right? Go crash in for one of those offensive rebounds. I'm not sure he is as good a perimeter defender. Like, hey, just stick on a guy as as maybe pre-draft or post-draft the Warriors hoped. But I mean, overall, you gotta like how he looked. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think he's the backup too. Just make him the backup too. Give him some minutes at three. You're right. He's he's long. He's not a great. You know, his feet don't move great. You know, at, on the perimeter, but he's long. He can play passing lanes. I think the three looks really good. I think his three, it, that's a such, it's a, he's just feeling smooth with that. Uh, and that's what earns him minutes. And, you know, maybe he's not the guy you throw out there and go stop Malik Monk, but, or put on De'Aaron Fox, but he's a guy that you can just like comfortably feel like he can stop the second best offensive player or at least be in front of him. He can board and he can hit the three. These are, these are, and, and not turn the ball. And he'll get, he gets in positions sometimes where he takes a dribble and he gets stuck. Take a little less of that, but, I think he's very playable. I don't think he should be out of the rotation. And we know it happened last season. And sometimes we couldn't really understand it. But I think he and Kaminga, King, he and Kaminga are in the rotation. They should just be in the rotation. And uh, I think Moody played really confidently on Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed Internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is what we said, right? They they got to make it tough. Got to make it difficult. And Kerr showed, like, hey, I'll, I'll sit I'll sit in OG. Well, yep. Wiggins is the easy, easy start, but let's see. Wiggins got that loony yeah. mindset. Where yeah. Let him do that for play on opening night. Yeah, yeah that'll be that, that, yeah. that'll be the real test if he's ready. But th- there's something, uh, to me, the thing that's so, that's so special about Moody is he doesn't need any time. Like, he just comes in and he's instantly doing what he does. Like, if he gets that first open shot, like, he's making that shot. Like, that's just how he's been. He, he's he been that way. He comes in the game immediately, gets a rebound while they're getting killed on the boards, blocks a drive to the basket, gets a steal in the layup. Like, the, the, the good part about him is he doesn't wait which is also probably the bad part about him because he sees the drive. He's taking it immediately, the shot he's taking it. But there's like Kaminga, there was a drive he's coming down, and he's got Eric Gordon. It's like Eric Gordon between him and a basket. Kaminga has to take that. He just has to. He's the, he's one of two guys on his team who could see a 47-year-old between him and a basket and take him. <laughs> like who else? Like everybody else is like, oh, he's there. I'm passing it. And Kaminga saw it swung the ball and it's like, nah, that's not who you are on the team. But also he's got to feel comfortable that if that drive don't work out, he's not getting yanked. Yeah. You, you said it at the time, but he, I think he's breaking habits. Cause I do think yeah. there's, even though they're telling him, Hey, we want you crashing every time there's more trust. If the three's open, you know, and, and as long as Steph and clay aren't sitting next to you wide open, like you can take it. It's, you can still tell he's like, you know, and to be honest, he's right. Like if he doesn't, play that well or, or makes a couple of mistakes like even though steve kerr has said all the glowing stuff about him like you know he's going sorry especially when yeah. Draymond's back you know he's going somewhere else well he got that third foul yeah. and he was yeah. hot he's like well i yeah. know what this means yeah. Yeah. he's burying me <laughs> yeah. well, I think, i'll uh, never play it again <laughs> i think if he if the exchange is you don't take it when you know you probably had a 75 percent chance you should have taken against gordon Means you don't take it when you're what I'm not. I'm, when Manana would be the extreme of it, but yeah, you know when somebody he should not take it against, which when we know he's it, done. Yeah. We know yeah. Kaminga's done. You know what he does that spin and he gets in trouble and the ball's gone. Like if you just if that's the trade off, I think Kerr will take it. Then you get you build it up, you build it up, and then you really feel good about taking it against an Eric Gordon or whoever. Um, I think they'll. Or take do that. you build up a passivity? Yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, you listen, it's a judgment call. It depends on where you are in, in the clock, where who else is on the floor with you, what the you know the, the feel of the game is. But yeah, he should be good enough to take that, right? Just be. I I don't if I'm not going to blow this because I'm going to take a power dribble here, cross step, boom, r- right through him. But there's still a chance he has a turnover, right? There's still a chance that Eric Gordon slides in front of him because he's yeah. they got kind of yeah, yeah. they yeah. got to kind of be okay with it, and that's yeah. what's tough because they're on this obsession of like only Steph and Draymond are allowed to turn the ball over. Yeah, and oh, the part is, is, is he feeling good with his free throws, right? Because some of it is, is you know, you don't want to get two big misses. Throws. The other yeah. he made right. two before that too. That yeah, was I rare. I, yeah. I, I thought live that that was his first trip to the line, but I was like, no, it wasn't. Like yeah. that was odd for him to be short off front rim. 
after already having made free throws. That yep. was just pure tightness. That's what that was. Yep. And you know what? You, you got to live three through that. Times. You got to grow through that. But some of that is like, God, you know, listen, it's early in the clock. I might get fouled. Steph's over there. Maybe I just pull it back. And it's not a bad inclination. I mean, you have to measure it, but it's not a, for him, it's not but a see, bad see, Moody don't have that. Moody's no, like, Moody nah, let's go. Moody's <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> it, it works to his advantage in a situation because when he comes in, he almost automatically makes a play because he's let's go and it looks good for him. Now there was one part where I think it was Eric Gordon who hit it with a crossover. He was like gone completely out to play. And it's like, you can't get cooked by Eric Gordon off the dribble like that. By the way, I mean, this is the big thing in the difference in their basketball backgrounds where Moody grew up as a, as a third guy on even his high school team, right? He played with Cade Cunningham. He, and he came Barnes. off the bench, right? Yeah. yeah. He played with Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes in high school. Like he knows to make an impact, I need to go like find ways to make an impact. I because he grew up as a role player, whereas Kaminga is a has been a star and believes he will be a star long term, but has been told he needs to kind of find a way to become a role player. And I just think that's where the the different hesitancy is. Yeah, one's thr- throttling it back. The other one maybe could throttle it, you know, in, in a different direction. But they're key players. They're going to play this season. You know, we've talked about them both for, for two years. Like, are they going to play? Should they play? They got to play. Like, there's nobody taking their minutes at this moment. Now, they might lose them, but there's no there's no Anthony Lamb. There's no Dante DiVincenzo. There's no, like, those guys are not there anymore. And they have to get these guys to play. Uh, I mean, I feel like Corey Joseph is is staking claim to <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah. this year's like you know thing that just fires the fan base up. Yeah, so four minutes didn't didn't help his cause in that. Like it took him four minutes to become <laughs> the guy nobody wants to see on the court. Well, you, they, there always has to be one, right? This team always has to have somebody like that. This this uh, fan base will not be content if you don't give mm-hmm. them the the red meat of a player they can hate. Brad like, Wanamaker. Yeah, no question. There's, <laughs> there's always there's, somebody. There's few of them. The other guy, I I think, who like looked good but also looked awful at the same time. You could see how he's gonna be good, but it just didn't work out well. Was uh Dario Saric. He was man, three four eleven was rough. And yeah. the part that's a little bit concerning is it's Yusuf Nurkic, it's Drew Eubanks. Like those are the guys you cook. <laughs> so what did you think of Sarge, I mean, you can obviously see like he's not afraid to shoot, which has been a problem. He's actually very skilled uh, and he's, you know, he, he'll get in there and mix it up. I don't know how much he's going to stop anybody, but he'll get in the way. But what, what did you think of uh, of Sarge and his fit? And, you know, what should we make of his, his debut? There was one play where he uh, he kind of took somebody off the dribble. I can't remember who it was. Right. It was like kind of a, he had a crossover to the rim. And I was sitting next to Kendra Andrews, and I was just like, Jermichael Green doesn't do that. Um, and, you know, not to throw shots at Jermichael Green, but you could just – you could, and I think I said it on the postgame thing, but you could just feel the upgrade at that spot, that they are back to, you know, Otto Porter level, Nemanja Bielitsa, some combo of those two. But, and they so desperately clearly need that at, like, the, the what, third, fourth big spot. Um, there probably will be some overplay situations where you're like, you know, does he really got to had to play Sarge 28 minutes tonight? Um, but he's just, he's a very good basketball player. who's still only 29. That's the thing I think people forget, you know, a couple years off the ACL, like he's not older in his career. He's not physically where auto port that just trying to be held together. Like he, I think 
believe, you know, I think he thinks I can play 70 something games. I can play. Sure. I can play 28 minutes if Steve Kerr wants him to. Uh, so, I mean, I, great signing. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. He's got to make those shots. There's no question. I mean, he's yeah. around the rim. He's going to, but I think this, the thing you, the bigger picture is he's getting those shots. Like he is, how many times did you see Jamichael Green ha- even have those shots? He had, he was at the three point line or he was done or he was dunking or he was done. Clearly Sarich works with, Paul clearly CB3 is looking for him. They have a good feel together about space, about timing. He's got to make them. And and MT says he's not exactly going up against great defense. He's not going up against you know Robert Williams there. But the fact that he can catch the ball again, how many times have the Warriors had a big man who could not catch the pass? And he's got a shot at making those. Again, you've got to be better than three eleven, three for eleven. I think he was like zero for seven around the rim to start. He's just having trouble getting that ball in the rim, or at least get fouled. But just those two things are just being aware of where the space is and being able to catch the ball are two things that they have not had. And even Porter and Bielitsa weren't quite that. Again, they made a lot of shots. Not saying that that that's wiped out here, but just those two skills are pretty interesting for them. Uh, and I think definitely works with, with CP3. Like, it's just a good thing for Paul to have a familiar guy there. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. Knows exactly how Paul's going to try to get him the ball. Those are all good things for them. He's just got to make the shots. Like, if you don't make the shots, like that, then, you know, this whole discussion changes. But I, I got a feeling he's going to be better than three for 11 with as many point blank shots he's got. They're contested, you know, like athletes are all around him, understandable, but you got to, you got to be shooting 60% on those shots. They just have to. And those are shots that we've talked about forever. The Warriors don't get, they don't make because they don't have those guys. He's a guy who can get in within, you know, within six feet and make a couple runners because they're going to be there for him. In this offense, they're going to be there for him. Yeah, I want to ask you guys something. Would you like to see them sprinkle in some Trace Jackson Davis? I was just <laughs> about to say that. That's what I wanted to see. I, I think there it's a matchup thing, and I think this was the matchup. Uh, I feel like, obviously, he's a rookie. The first yeah. game. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like this was one of those games. I mean, have we ever seen Nurkic dominate the Warriors like that? I mean, he looks great. Yeah, and he's like, always I the think weak he's link. Pretty good. I mean, I know he's good, but against yeah. the Warriors, he's always been the or weak hurt. link. They've or yeah. hurt, yeah, or hurt, yeah, yeah. It's like they, they had to go small. I mean, he, you throw Bogut at him, you know, you throw David West at him, you know, some of the guys they had, he wasn't a problem. Oh, JaVale, even, yeah, JaVale, JaVale yeah. yeah, Draymond might have changed Yusuf Nurkic's night. Draymond would have changed Yusuf Nurkic's night, no question. It just feels like he was better. Than I've ever seen him against the Warriors. Beyond that, because I agree with you, but Trace Jackson Davis is a rookie, but he's not needing all this like tutelage and like Man, that sharpening. And yeah, yeah he's, know, older like, than James, <laughs> he's older than James Wiseman. He's older Part, than James, that's for oh, sure. yeah, he's older. He's than older than Kaminga like, Moody. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, yeah exactly. he's older than Looney. No, wait a minute, no, no. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> with Looney now, twenty eight is still unbelievable to me. It's that he's only twenty eight, but. Um, like, yeah, I I can see Trace Jackson on some minutes. No question. I could see it. They don't have to play Sarge. Would he play 24 minutes on Tuesday? Something like that. They, you know, that could they could cut that down. There's options for all the all those spots. And yeah, he could finish. Like, I don't know. He's not gonna be an incredible finisher, but I think he's shown that he's got a little He's above the rim. Yeah, he's above the rim. Yeah, he's game. got a knack so. for it. He's a good cutter, he catches the ball. Like these are things that they've been wanting a bunch of guys. You know, they wanted Damian Jones to do. They wanted all these guys that they've had. 
And I think Trace Jackson can do some of those things. I, I would not would not be surprised if he gets some minutes pretty soon. Maybe maybe Friday. Maybe Friday for him. Yeah, no Draymond Friday. See, and that's the other thing we should probably talk about. Like Draymond's about to complicate this rotation scenario because it already feels crowded. And, you know, you're shaving off 30-something minutes by the time Draymond's fully healthy from from that front court, you know, and then you do start to, you know, are there going to be 12, 10-minute Kaminga nights? Are there going to be eight-minute Moody nights? Is there going to be, um, you know, stuff like that? Uh, you know, and then, of course, the closing scenario, which I know we've yeah, talked about. Yeah, some of that gonna, is, is Wiggins going to play 36, right? <laughs> Maybe he won't, like, you know, because Wiggins takes some of those power forward minutes. We know that. It's like if you drop him to 32, Sarge to 18. You, know, you could just see how it gets shaped here. And then you, you expand or you subtract depending on how they're playing. Uh, but I just think you got to say Kaminga's the backup four. Sometimes Wiggins is. But right now, Kaminga's the backup four. And Moody's the backup two. Like, you just give them, program those 12 minutes each right there. You, you're playing those 12 to 14 minutes. There might be times when the, when the rotation mix is a little different. But if you're just going with that, and then play it from there and some other people kind of move around their minutes. I think it's just easier to think of it that way. And, and um, like they didn't think of them that way in last season or the season before just program. This is it. You're that's it. And then Sarich is going to get most of the backup center minutes, but Trace Jackson Davis could get some too. Obviously, you know, Draymond can play some center. I mean, minutes are going to go down, no question. Maybe not for CV3. I'm trying to figure out how they get those minutes down because we know how much Steve likes closing the house with them. But I think you can see it. It's just like they're going to have to they're going to have to fit guys into real roles and then work around them. And I just think Moody's your backup two, and I think Kaminga's your backup four, and then you play it from there. The other thing I think we could genuinely ask about, and it's one game, so I don't want to feel like I'm piling on Corey Joseph, but it felt like. That like while a Kogi's running around crashing the boards and causing all this havoc, and there was a there was a stretch there where Steph and Corey Joseph played together, and it was like, why why does this make any sense? Corey Joseph play, defending Devin Booker, you didn't like that? Yeah, one? it was just like I was. Just, it felt like a game where, you know, you could see Pajemski getting a few minutes just to do his little kind of run around hustle thing, take some charges, get some rebounds. Uh, are there more games like that? I think if Pajipski comes in the game instead of Corey Joseph in this game, it would have probably been a better fit uh, with the size they had on the perimeter. Yeah, you talk about rebounding? I mean, yeah, rebounding. That guy, can, like, that guy can rebound. That guy is a really good defensive rebounder, not just for his size. He's just good. So, yeah, that's where he could earn his minutes and yeah, play over Corey Joseph. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> from what we saw on Tuesday, I, I think a lot of people would be interested in seeing that. Yeah, I think Steve's kind of doing the whole like early in the season, like veterans get, you know, I guess like 10 year rules out and rotation choices, uh, which he even said publicly, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I also miss games are probably coming, right? Two back to backs coming up. Um, games start to pile up. So we'll see those guys. Yeah, I just think that Kirk does like them better than he's like the, you know, than Patrick Baldwin Jr. or, you know the the list that we know. Ryan Rollins, uh, Ryan Rollins, James Wiseman in his first few years, uh, the whole thing, and he'll find spots. Doesn't there's not going to be huge minutes for either one of them, but there's that 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 Corey Joseph thing that we saw, and Kerr does it. Like there's a little four to six minute hole in the first half that he's 
if you want to cut down on Steph's minutes or you want to cut down on CP3's minutes, there's that hole. We've seen him do it with point guards in the past. Corey Joseph had it and it was not good. Uh, and if he's not good for a series of games, then you might see that that is where Przemski would go right there and maybe play some minutes with Steph, maybe play some minutes where he's got a, a Kogi or something like that. Just keep him off the boards, go get some boards, move the ball around, maybe make a shot, maybe not. Uh, but do some things more than Corey Joseph can do. I just, there's, there is a hole there and maybe Corey Joseph comes out and just, in fairness to Corey Joseph, he missed a lot of, he missed a lot of preseason. It's like one game. probably not in great shape. Yeah, Yeah. it was three minutes and he, he, it's not like he came out and like committed four turnovers and was like, he just got, I think they put him on Booker for a couple of possessions. It just didn't work. It's going to be next to either Steph or, or CP3, right? It's not going to be by himself as the point guard. So it's an interesting role that you got there. And any minutes when you're playing with Steph, you don't want to screw them up, right? That's, that was the whole Wiseman thing. Anytime they played him with Steph, he was terrible. You can't, those are precious minutes and you don't want to screw them up. And Steve Kerr is not going to want to scramble. I mean, obviously, Joseph could play better. We'll, we'll the see only thing I don't know about Pajemski, and we would have to learn through like seeing what you're talking about, is like it's very difficult to be four minutes in a game and like high impact four minutes and out, especially for a guy who right he was Santa Clara's superstar last year. Uh, where and it was a, it's a little bit like the Moody Kamega conversation we were having earlier. Like Moody kind of knows like how to come in and just like rumble around for three minutes and then go back to the bench. It's tough usually for young guys in the league if they don't know, hey, I'm getting eight straight minutes. Uh, you're just going in and yep. playing you know, three minutes, 42 seconds for the entire game. So who knows? Yeah, if I take this shot and I miss it, am I coming right out You know, after three minutes, 10, right? I, I understand. Well, I think he's got the makeup. I think both do. I think Trey Jackson Davis has it too. Like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and I'm gonna do what I do. And then I come out, I come out, and I don't play for three more games. That's fine. I'll just I'll share something about Pajemski. Uh, after the game, I think when CP3 went up, it was just me and Steph in there. And I was talking, of course. What, what do you think I was talking to Steph about, Marcus? Uh, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Uh, I was asking him about Steve Wilkes, actually. Uh, but then Vizemski just jumps in because his locker is like, you know, what, two away from Steph. He just starts jumping in and starts telling, you know, his opinions about, you know, Bryce Young, or whatever. Like, he's not shy. Like, there are not many people that jump into Steph Curry conversations. Not many, like, veteran players who jump into Steph Curry conversations. So I think that's good. I think that, you know, he's got something, you know, he's got a swagger. We all seen it. Like, the guy believes in himself. So, you know, it's not. Patrick Baldwin wasn't like that. And, you know, it's all different personalities, but like this guy's got something to him. We'll see if it's, if it plays on the basketball court, we'll see what he can do in those four minute stints. But I think he's got, he's got the capability to do it. And again, I'm not expecting to see it right away, but I think they like, I think the other players like that about him. Like he's not shy. He's not little quiet guy in the corner. He's jumping in and offering his opinions about, you know, whatever, uh, not outrageously, but he's doing it. And I think that's a good sign. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you, uh, scale of one to 10, how worried are you about Andrew Wiggins? One game wasn't a great preseason, but he's got a subtle game. You know, it's like the difference between him having a great game and a bad game is, is it two sh- made shots? Is it, well, the rebounding is the one, like, that's the big thing. That's where you can really tell where his energy was. And it wasn't there. One offensive rebound, zero defensive rebounds in a game where the rebounds were all important 
but I think it, he can get there. It just, he's got to feel, I think they felt it a little bit last season, you know, with even counting all the t- games he missed, even then it, he wasn't at full gear. He like, how many times did Kerr talk about, oh, guys came, won a championship and they kind of came in with a different mindset and kind of started slow. And I thought it was mostly Wiggins he was talking about. There might've been a lot of people, but it felt like it was mostly Wiggins. It's understandable. He played the longest season he's ever going to play, but that's been a while now. And they lost last season. And you want to be extra motivated. You want to come in with a little bit of edge. And they, but that's just not him. He's not an edgy dude. I think he'll round into it. If we're talking like this and it's December, you know, a little different. But that was one game, one game where the shot wasn't falling and maybe he was passive about it and rebounding just wasn't there for him. I don't think this is going to be a bunch of layups. Yeah, like it just layups. wasn't the advantage. The legs weren't there. Couple times I was looking for the offense rebounds. It was him just not being able to hold on the ball, right? How many of those like bang off hands up in the air? It goes to Okogi or it goes to, you know, someone else. I just don't think that's a major thing. I don't know. Slater, maybe you think a little differently. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm probably ringing the alarm bell a little bit more. Um, he hasn't played much basketball in the last calendar year. He actually started last season like really hot uh, as a shooter, but then he obviously had the groin injury in December. I believe it was early December. Uh, missed a bunch of games, came back, and then you know had the discipline. You know, the, but he came back the, for the playoffs, right? He literally came back. He came, for he, the playoffs, he came right? back. His literally, yeah, his first game was the playoffs, and that, that was not some long playoff run. You know, he played, uh, you know, whatever count the games for me. I guess seven in the King series, six 13. in the Lakers, so thirteen. Uh, and then did not play for you know Team Canada this summer. Um, he just he definitely looks like a guy that needs. You know, and it's weird because, like, he's viewed as, like, this uber athlete that you kind of just drop him on the court and you can play him 42 minutes. I do think we've learned the last few years, and he's getting a little bit older. Uh, he, like, his shape and rhythm does actually really matter to him. Um, and I just don't think he's in the type of shape and rhythm that he needs to be. And I don't think it's like, oh, he might break through the wall in the next three games. I think it's going to take a little time. And, you know... Does that matter that much? As you said, Tim, if, as long as he's there by December, it's probably fine. But I just, it might be a little bit uh, turbulent, I think, to get there. Um, or who knows? As MT, as you pointed out, I'll give you keep getting credit for this. This could open up some things for Jonathan Kaminga. Like, this is, that's how Jonathan Kaminga it might be a minutes. blessing in disguise exactly. in that way. Exactly. Yeah. And and maybe Kaminga just takes, takes some minutes from him. Maybe that's just how this works. And it's not terrible for the Warriors. And, you know, Wiggins has still got to play well. But, man, if you open up the lane for for Jonathan Kaminga and he takes it, maybe they're even better. You know, they're a better team for it. Marcus, you raised the question. I think it's concerning, uh, uh, not just because of what's happened this preseason, but dating back to last year, he hasn't been himself for a long time. Like, we haven't seen the Andrew Wiggins of the 2022 playoffs for a minute. Uh so it's like clearly whatever it was is lingering. And now you, to me, it's just odd watching Wiggins not be, you know, like electrifyingly athletic, like not just jumping in the air, but also just how he moves and how fast he is and how like that part of Wiggins doesn't seem like it's there. So now you got to start wondering, like, what's going on physically? Is it age? Will he get in shape? Uh you know, he did a, it was a one, who was it? Somebody like clamped him. It was crazy. He had the ball on the post, tried to do was a it move. Grayson Allen. 
It might it might have been it might have been Eric Gordon. He's like you know Wentz. It was, he was trying to Gordon drive. Strip yeah, him, he, right? yeah, he was trying to drive. Couldn't get around him, so he went to the little step back. Gordon was all over it, stripped him. It was like you don't see Wiggins get swallowed up like that. Like, I mean, unless it was Wimbenyama, but that was different, right? <laughs> and so, like, and the reason it's important is because they just don't have a lot of ISO guys. They don't have a guy you can get the ball to and say go get a bucket. Wiggins was one of those guys. Uh, Kaminga has so been their best lately, yeah, Kaminga, right? Like, I mean, in yeah. the he's going to have to be. They need somebody. Yeah. And that's what was happening with Phoenix, especially getting down the line. It's like you get to the end of the game. At some point, you got to need a dude who can just make a play. Wiggins was one of those guys. So if he's not one of those guys, they got to find one of those guys. You know, uh, so it is. A, I think it's a little concerning. I'm, I'm, I'm with TK. I feel like he can get back there. Like there's just something about Wiggins that makes you feel like this is not Wiggins and he'll get to be Wiggins at some point. What are they saying? This is Minnesota Wiggins. <laughs> Minnesota Wiggins just showed up for the Warriors. <laughs> I, I know. Who who knows? Um, but you know, they play Jason Tatum in the finals. Who do you expect to be guarding them? It's gonna be Andrew Wiggins. They play Luka Doncic in the first round. It's gonna be Andrew Wiggins guarding them. It's just that's they play Jamal Murray in the Nuggets in the you know, in the second round. It's gonna but be Andrew that, Wiggins. You know, that that's is just, what that's what makes this conversation very important, though, because it will be Andrew Wiggins guarding, but will what Wiggins will yeah. it be? Because yeah. he has not been that Wiggins no. that we saw lock and Tatum up, and um, that's that. You know, again, he's going to probably guard Fox. Yep. Devin Booker was just kind of scoring on him, right? Yep. You know, yep. so that is why it is such a relevant question, even though we don't often talk too much about Wiggins. Right? This is almost rare in the podcast to have a, an extended Wiggins conversation, but. Uh, two way wigs without two way wigs, they don't win that championship. Ooh. And two way wings are, are what they're built on. Like those are that's it. That's how they've done this. Clay, when he was before his surgeries, Durant, obviously, Andre. Like this is it. This is how they match up with everybody. Steph does the magic. Steph is obviously the the the, the supernatural power here. Draymond is the the power forward center, but the two-way wings match them up with everybody. They don't have mismatches when you have guys like that. You need Andrew to, to be that guy. And if again, as you know, MT said, if they don't have him like that, then they're gonna have to figure out something else. But I, I still think there's there's plenty of time for him to work his way into that. And maybe start maybe we'll see what he you know, does on Friday against De'Aaron Fox. Marcus Thompson. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Warriors Plus Minus. Uh, we'll be coming to you from Sacramento, all 82. Right, you Slater? Too, you too. Sure, I could do that. I could do God, that. This is it. Slater's doing all all of them. He's doing 80. He's going 82 for 82. I thought he already said he was. That's what he, <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. Uh, you said you was doing this, right, Slater? We, we're, we're doing it. This is going to happen. All 82 from Anthony Slater. I'm going to be on the first MT's two. He's doing like 70 of them, yeah, I think. Just the first two. 70 of them. I know. I'm dropping out already. I am already got marks against <laughs> me. But there might be a lot of them that I'm not I'm mad at. So. While, there's four, while the 49ers are playing and the Giants are hiring a manager, I got some other things I got to do. All right. Until next time, we'll catch you later. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.